morning crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We have Mr. Johnny Crypto, Mario, the Node Defender, and Gonzo, the Crypto Goliath, all joining us on this beautiful Monday morning. So today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how American Express now offers the first crypto rewards card, allowing cash back in over 100 cryptocurrencies. As MasterCard continues to bridge the gap, making it easier to buy and sell crypto. Ripple continues to expand their ODL corridors as Brazilian fintech company Remissa Online is now using RippleNet to facilitate payments. Peter Schiff sends a strong warning to crypto investors stating, don't buy this dip, while Celsius is the next major player to fall, adding to the uncertainty and doubt within the crypto market today. Devere Group predicts a significant bounce for crypto in quarter four of 2022, indicating regulation will be the leading variable for our next bull run. And Bitcoin maximalist Michael Saylor says if it's not going to zero, it's going to a million, as this bear market will present the buying opportunities of a lifetime. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So I think everyone out there is probably losing their minds this morning. We'll let our listeners start to flood in. But if there's one thing this group can do, it's going to provide some clarity within the market. We're going to kick it to Johnny Crypto before we go around the group here. Johnny Crypto, I see you're abroad. You're traveling the world. How are you feeling on this Monday? And what are you looking at today? I'm looking at the sun, the stars, the sky. Everybody thinks it's all falling down. But at the end of the day, everything's going to be I don't know why half my face is missing, but at the end of the day, everything's going to be okay, Abs. And good morning, brothers. How are you? And good morning to all the warrior maniacs out there. Amazing, Johnny Crypto. Always happy to have you, and thank you for making time for us today. We got the Crypto Goliath in the building this morning. Of course, he's repping the diamond hands gear. Gonzo, I got to put you under pressure. Why don't you flash our listeners some of that new gear? You're looking for that. Best place to get it is at our website. But how are you feeling on on this Monday morning, Gonzo? Good morning, Abs. Good morning, everyone. I, you know, I'm feeling real good. You know, uh, hopefully we can talk a little bit about mindset uh, a little bit later on because I'm sure, um, you know, people's portfolios are being crushed. Everyone's worried. You know, the prices are dropping, but this is what we expected. We, we you know, listen, it's not an easy thing, right? If it was easy, everybody would do it and everyone would be wealthy, right? This is, this is how the market is set up. It is set up to push you out, right? To crush you. And so you, that's why you have to have the right mindset. So we can talk about it. But yeah, man, I'm doing great, right? I, you know, I, implementing my DCA strategy and it's all good. Awesome, Gonzo. We're excited to have you, man. You always bring some great insight. And Mario, we actually got a live video of you at your breakfast table this morning. We were texting each other, talking about the crypto market, and you're telling me things are going to be okay. A lot of uncertainty, but what are you watching today and how are you feeling on this Monday, Mario? I'm feeling great. Uh, yeah, the market is not doing so well that 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 image really i'm sure it's going to resonate with a lot of people um i'm sure a lot of people are feeling that way a lot of people are feeling like everything's burning if you're in the academy and you're aware of how important it is to stay grounded and to stay focused on what's to come then you're going to be relaxed you're going to be uh surrounding yourself with like-minded people that you're just reminding yourselves that nothing has changed fundamentally in the crypto market um it's just that unfortunately the bubbles had to burst at some point uh i've Personally, been calling for a bear market already for a couple months here on the show. Uh, I've been telling people to get ready for these levels. 
So now is the time to either start buying, start accumulating, or yeah, or or just hold on to your portfolio, hold hold on for dear life. You're right, Mario. And with market reaching an all-time high when it comes to uncertainty, we're going to provide some clear indicators of where this thing is headed. We're not caught up on this summer, but we are going to show you how we may be approaching a local bottom. And if not, how low can we go? But we'll get this thing started the same way we always do by showing you guys our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter, approaching 1,400 followers. Me and Johnny Crypto will be live at 8 p.m. tonight. Actually, I just realized Johnny Crypto is traveling, so I will be live. I'm not sure if Johnny Crypto will be there. Go smash that follow button. We love talking to you guys. Bitcoin fear and greed index sitting in extreme fear, yet still holding double digits, Johnny Crypto. Typically, we'll move past this, but I want to get some really quick comments for you because there's so much fear in the market. What is this indicating to you, Johnny? You know, again, you know, we have been sitting in this fear zone for a while now. <laughs> What's interesting, though, I find is we kind of sit around 10, 11, 12, but the feeling of fear changes with the price of the Bitcoin. And so now that we're sitting down at 22, even though the fear index is sitting at 11, it feels like, you know, a lot of people are panicking and it feels like it's a zero. So I think it's really funny how there's this fear and then there's the fear depending on the price of Bitcoin. And, you know, we've been saying on the show that we're, we might see 20. We have been saying it over and over again. And we are very, very close to 20. So I'm not surprised. Um, kind of, to be honest with you, I hope we just get it over with, to be honest. Just hit the damn 20 and let's see if we hold and where we go. But yeah, so for fear point, again, you know, if you've got your bags, at this point, we've been saying you kind of want a dollar cost average. Don't go all in. This may still not be the bottom. You know, don't don't ever think you're at the bottom until the bottom has passed. And I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, well, Johnny, how do I dollar cost average all in? You don't. That's the whole point. You buy some on the way down. You buy some. You're not getting the bottom. Stop. Don't try. You're just dollar cost averaging. But don't go. I was going to buy last night. I'm like, you know what? Eh, I'm going to wait a little bit longer. This morning, I'm glad I did because last night it was 25. Now it's at 22. I'll probably pick some up later today. Awesome, Johnny. Thank you so much. And don't shoot the messenger here, guys. So I'm going to ask you to smash that like button a little bit early today because we got some crazy, crazy news. We're about to get into the coin market cap. Over $2 trillion have left the crypto market in just six months. We're going to talk about that today. So please, again, do not shoot the messenger. Here we go. The coin market cap is at $945 billion. I want to remind our listeners that in the peak of the bull run during 2017, 2018, the market reached $800 billion. So we're only $140 billion above where we were five years ago. So I think this market is extremely undervalued. And I'm going to continue to reiterate that throughout the episode. Bitcoin sitting at 46% dominance. Ethereum is all the way down to 15%. Bitcoin is sitting just below 23000 at 22800 approaching that 200-week moving average. And we're going to show you that live in a couple of minutes. Ethereum, 1200 Cardano, $0.45. Cents. XRP all the way down at $0.30 cents this morning. And there's good reason that this market is crashing. We're going to dive into that. The Celsius news, it's devastating. But I think we're going to see a lot more projects like that taking some major hits. We got Avalanche at 15 bucks. I want to give a shout out to Gonzo. Gonzo's been calling for these levels for about two months now. So shout out to you, Gonzo. You are spot on. Stellar, $0.10. Cents. Algorand, 29 cent, 29 cent Algorand, two cent V chain. And we'll scroll down to Hedera Hashgraph. Hedera Hashgraph is at six cents this morning, Johnny Crypto. I want to go back to you before we kick it to Johnny and Mario. What are some projects that stick out in the market today? And what do you think it's important to remember during these insane times? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, you just have to bring it back to what you believe will be real world solves. What technologies you think will survive 
regulation? What technologies do you think will actually make it to implementation and will have a return on value that you want to buy into, right? And so it goes back to that at the end of the day. You have to have confidence and faith in what you believe will be the next Amazons and, you know, <coughs> and Facebooks and Googles of the world. And, and then, you, you know, and again, you go into it with the mindset of knowing that the, you're not going to pick all the right winning racehorses, but you want to pick a few. And this is a, a, you know, as good of time as any to dollar cost average into some of these. But remember, you know, Bitcoin, what was that? 70, 90% off its all time top is 7K, right? So, um, you know, it, 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 it can go down there. I'm not saying it will, but most of these pull back 90%. So, you know, when we get right. to seven, I think we'll, we'll feel good, but I don't, I don't think we're going to go that low. Hey, Johnny Crypto, this is Opinionated Show, and we love your opinions, and I'm going to rebuttal you right here because back in 2017 and all the previous cycles before that, we've never dipped below our previous all-time high. So what does that tell me? That $19,900 level is going to be key going forward, but I do want to kick it to Gonzo here. I want to address one quick comment. We got a comment from somebody saying, do you have any info on Ripple refusing a settlement deal? I did watch that BitBoy video this weekend. Listen, all this stuff, it's speculation. I remember when BitBoy was talking to us in September and October, telling us about a settlement. Now he's coming out with these, I don't want to say fraudulent, but nobody can prove these things. So please don't buy into that news. And if you do decide to do your own research, I'm going to kick it to Gonzo here. Gonzo, what are you watching in the market? Yeah, you know, um, I, I think it's just important. You know, you need to ask yourself, right? Especially on days like this, right? You need to ask yourself, do I believe, right? Do I believe that cryptocurrency as an asset class is here to stay, right? And once you answer that question, because if the answer is yes, then you need to go on to the next question, which is, okay, what kind of investor I am and how much money do I have? And then implement your strategy. Because if the answer is no, then that's when you sell and you leave and you don't come back, right? So, because you always see people that they seem kind of confused where as the price gets lower and lower, they get panicky and they want to sell. But if you believed it when we're at higher prices, what's the difference, right? Like the technology hasn't changed at all, right? And so it's important for you to have your investment thesis, know what kind of investor you are, know how much money you have to invest, and then just don't go in all at once, right? Because we can't time the exact bottom. So like, that's what I do. I have a certain amount of money that every paycheck I invest into the market, right? And so every two weeks I'm buying, right? And I'm just gonna keep doing that. And sometimes you get lower prices and sometimes you get really low prices. But if you continue to do that over a long period of time, you're gonna catch a big enough spread that it's gonna re reduce your entry price, right? So like this weekend, like I, I got some link, I got some Atom, I actually got some Ethereum um, early this morning. Um, and so I'm just going to continue to kind of the ones that I already have, I'm just going to kind of keep packing those bags. Right. But like, you're right. You know, we, we had been looking at these levels. We had said, you know, if we lose 1725 in Ethereum, we're going to 15. And then if we lost 15, we're going to 1200. So I'm going to talk about 1200. And that was a perfect place to put your um, buys in at. Right. Cause I'm sure someone's uh, orders executed while he was, well, in Germany, he's, he's probably awake, but we were sleeping. Right. And that's why it's really important to kind of understand where these levels are at and then where do you want to start putting in, right? With like link, I'm still waiting for it to go a little bit lower because I think we can have a three to $4 link depending on what Bitcoin does, right? Uh, and I'm leaning towards like 22K, right? Because that's where the simple moving, the 200 weekly simple moving average is at. It's at, two, it's at like 22K. So I'll watch that. Can it go lower? Yeah, it can, right? And then because if it goes lower than 22K, then we start looking at 
the what Ab said, the all-time high, which is at 19. The previous all-time high is like at 19,000. So you got to kind of watch it in levels and then, you know, just keep dollar cost averaging in as we go into these levels. And as I look at this chart here, I showed it on the screen, Gonzo. We have Bitcoin approaching that 200 weekly moving average. And that's been a huge level of support for multiple years. I love the macro timeframes. And this chart we're showing here goes all the way back to mid-2018, showing us how that 200-week moving average has been a consistent support. I want to continue this conversation around market sentiment because we do have Fidelity continuing to double down. We got JP Morgan doubling down. We got MasterCard and American Express all enabling crypto payments through their cards. So Mario, what's on your mind this morning and how do you feel about the support we have at that 200 weekly moving average? Is that something you're going to be watching or do you think we'll test that previous all-time high of 19,900? Yeah, I do think that the weekly, the 200 weekly moving average is certainly going to be a big, uh, big player in this, in this price action. But what I do want to add though, is that the concern that I have is that if we do break that 200 weekly moving average, which a lot of this, a lot of, a, most of my sentiment is telling me that we will. And it's telling me that we will because of, because of everything that's going on globally. Uh, everything is going on with, with economy uh, worldwide. And if we break that 200 weekly moving average, things could get pretty ugly. Um, because the other concern that I have is that the previous all-time high may not hold up because we we barely have any support there. Uh, the previous time that, you know, back in 2020 or late 2020 or early 2021, whenever Bitcoin surpassed that level, it just shot straight up. It didn't create any kind of support, didn't create any kind of uh, trading volume around that level. So if we if we hit those levels, I really think we could just shoot down dramatically. It could be like a capitulation type of event. Um, also, I'm looking at the volume and I'm not seeing huge amounts of volume volume at this level, which is telling me that we could continue going down. So the 200 weekly moving average may not hold up. It has in the past. So I'm still, I'm going to wait. Um, I'm not really going to be doing a lot of buying at the moment. Um, certainly if I do, it's going to be incrementally. Uh, I wouldn't recommend anybody to go all in. And if you have $2,000, don't put all your $2,000 in, you know, put $200 as you see the market behaving, put another 200 and do it, do it systematically. Uh, wait for some kind of behavior, wait some for some kind of cons um, some kind of we have to see where the market is going. Uh, it, it, everything indicates that it's, it could continue going downside. It, it's just unfortunately, the indicators are all are all bearish right now. Everything is looking pretty bad. So, Mario, if you look, hey, Abs, pull that chart back up again. So, Mario, if you look at this chart, obviously we can you're saying you believe we're going to pull below that green trend line, right? Yeah. So obviously, if we look back to 2020. When the world probably had, I don't know, maybe the worst news ever because the whole entire goddamn globe is shut down, right? I mean, what more worse news than that is the whole globe is shut down. We pulled down. How far did we go below that line? Can you guys see it? I'm on a tiny computer. Oh, I'll pull it up. Yeah, so uh, sorry, I was muted, Johnny. So that's, that wick goes all the way down to about $3,700 back in 2020. So we had some great buying opportunities at that time, and we're testing those levels. I just saw the weekly RSI for Bitcoin is lower than it was in the bear market of 2018 when we were actually trading at, I think, $3,500. So very similar prices to 2022, or sorry, 2020, but floor is yours, Johnny. Yeah, so I'm just kind of trying to gauge you know, how much we dropped below that line at that time. In relative perspective, and then we might be able to. I wish someone was on the call, or actually, it's a black swan event. Yeah, I mean, it's a black swan event. That's what happened. 
right? It was yeah, but, one but event there's talk that then... we may get another one of those. So I guess looking at it, if we sure. were to apply that, right, based on what Mario's thinking, as we know, there's a lot of bad shit coming. If we were to add that, what what what, what would that pull us drop pull us down to about fourteen? Uh, rough guess, I'd say about that fourteen k mark. 15, like 15. we're still gonna stay okay. above that ten thousand, twelve and a half thousand dollar mark, in my guess. Yeah. All right. So there you go, guys. So. So, yeah, maybe pick a little bit up now, but not a lot, and wait to see if we, you know, because you can see they're not afraid to pull it below the trend line, and they will when they want to shake people out. And then look at that run they sent it on right after they pulled it, man. They went, look at that bull run that happened after they pulled it, right? So, exactly. And Johnny, I, I, I think it's times like this where we deserve to double down, and that's exactly what Fidelity is doing. They're doubling down on a lot of opportunities that they were buying in 2021. These are discount prices on successful projects. And it's the beginning of the end for a lot of the shitty, not real projects in this market. But Gonzo, I know you had a comment. I'll kick it to you. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, um, the next level, like he said, if we go into free fall, it would be uh, like, I'd be looking at like the four year cycle thing where an 85% pullback, I think it's at 12. I think it's at 12K. Okay. Right. And then that would give us a full retrace, 85% correction, like all the other cycles before. Yeah. That's where we'd be at. So that's did we always get eighty five percent? Is that what we got, or did we just get that's the top of the prior? I thought Abs said we only went as low as the prior high. So that's what we've gotten in previous cycles. We've gotten an eighty five percent. I think it was like eighty four, eighty five, okay. eighty three, something. It's an average. Eighty five is an average of all the okay. other ones. But when we've gotten a full one, the the issue is this: is that the last run, right? Last year's bull run, we didn't get max euphoria. So the right. question is, because we didn't get max euphoria, are we going to get max pain? So far, because of what's going on in the world, we might get max pain, right? So we, we have to keep watching it. And it's crazy because we're coming to a point where the last two years of gains have just, at, you know, they're almost gone. For some of these altcoins, they're pretty close. For Bitcoin, we still got a little bit, a little bit more to go. But, you know, a lot of people that got in last year, that's the part that sucks is that anybody that got into the market in the last year is severely down at the moment. Mm -hmm. But if you're, if you're going to sell now, I, I mean, personally, me, I wouldn't sell. Now it's a huddle situation. The market will eventually rebound. The market will eventually make its way back up. It, it could take more time than, than we would hope, but it will happen at some time or another. Awesome. And, and Johnny, I want to get some final comments from you here before we continue with our articles for today. We got 264 live listeners out there. Show us some love and smash that like button. We are the most consistent group in the crypto space. We will not miss a day, and we are going to show up regardless of what the market is doing. That way, when this thing enters a bull run, we're going to be the guys who are here to enjoy that with you. But we are showing a chart right now. Mario brought up something important. Everybody who entered this market in 2021 is hurting right now, and that goes for Michael Saylor and Elon Musk as well. Michael Saylor is currently down $1 billion on his Bitcoin holdings, and Elon Musk is down $500 million. I'd love to hear from Gonzo, actually. Gonzo, the fact that a lot of these key players can't predict this market the way that we do, I think is a great indicator that nobody fully understands the macro movement of crypto, right? The fact that Elon Musk and Michael Saylor were buying at $30,000 and that looked like a great opportunity, even for the smartest minds in this space, I think it tells us a lot about the uncertainty going on. But what does this point out to you? Uh, it just goes to show that um, sometimes we have no idea what this market is going to do, right? If they would have known, they probably would have waited and put in. But because they understand the long-term time horizon when it comes to investing, I don't think they really care, right? They're looking at this thing like five, 10 years down the road. So whether they got in at 30,000 or they're getting in at 20,000, 
to them, it doesn't really make a difference at all. Like, and if you've heard of Michael Saylor talk about it um, and that, and there's something to be said about that, right? Like if, if, and, and granted, we're not, this is what I was going to say before. We're not telling people like, obviously you have to pay your bills and you have to feed your family. Right. And so there's going to be a time there's people um, that are going to have to make a decision at some point to either not invest because they have to pay bills or buy food or maybe sell some of their crypto. So you have to survive. Right. So everyone has to make that decision for themselves. But if you have the ability to invest and you do it consistently over a long term time horizon, uh, we know that that works out in the end, that that's going to be OK. Right. And so I think that's the that's the mindset that these guys have. They're yeah. looking at it five, 10 years down the road. So they really don't care where they get in, whether it's 30 or 40 or it's 20, because they're going to just keep buying. Right. And because they understand where we're going in the future. Yeah, actually, Gonzo, you literally took the words right out of my mouth. So I'm not even going to say it because that's what I was going to say. But I am going to address this. I got we see people in the comments call Michael Saylor a clown. And I, I kind of laugh because, like, the guy's got four billion dollars. Nobody has the right to call. If the guy's got $4 billion and you're calling him a clown, I hope you got $10 billion in the bank because I, I ain't going to sit there and call him a clown. The guy is a genius when he talks about money, when he talks about where you can invest your funds, when he talks about the return on the value of funds, whether you place it in stocks or commodities or real estate. He'll tell you or gold, right? The guy's just genius when it comes to everything. Can you pick a point in time right now and say, oh, yeah, he looks bad? Yeah, sure. You can do that on anybody. But like you said, Gonzo, this is a long-term play for the big boys. They're probably not even looking at that kind. He's probably on the golf course golfing right now. He doesn't give a shit because he knows 10, 20 years from now, Bitcoin, when regulation comes and it's sitting in everybody's 401ks, the people who are calling him a clown, when it's sitting in their 401ks, it's probably going to be a half a million dollars and he's going to be laughing all the way to the bank. Johnny, I actually think it's a perfect place to dive into our first article. We got 279 live listeners out there. Show some love, smash that like button. And if you're looking for a more deeper fundamental understanding of the crypto market, the best place to do so is with our team at the 3T Warrior Academy, where we attack this market from a mindset standpoint first, understanding the real world problems that cryptocurrencies solve and buying the ones that we think are going to change these markets. But we'll hop into this thing with a Michael Saylor article for you guys today. Because of all those criticisms, I moved this one right to the front. Bitcoin is not going to zero, so it's going to a million. Michael Saylor breaks down exactly why he thinks Bitcoin, because it's not going to zero, it's inevitable that we reach seven figures. So he was interviewed on a show called Squawk Box, where he stated he believes Bitcoin is going to finally achieve the price of $1 million in due time. Now, there's a two-minute clip there, but I don't think it's worth playing. There's just a couple quotes that I want to address. So Michael Saylor stated that he does not believe the flagship cryptocurrency is likely to drop to zero. One of the main reasons is that Bitcoin has not been banned by governments and they're seeking to adopt and regulate this currency instead. Bitcoin is adopting more and more use cases, whether it's the Lightning Network or the real world adoption from merchants and ATMs across the globe. This is only the beginning. Regulation is going to change the game for the entire crypto space. But Bitcoin, it seems to me, has been given a free pass. We always talk about the Ethereum free pass, but Bitcoin is leading this market, even in where we are today. I'd love to hear from Johnny Crypto first. Are we going to see a million dollar Bitcoin or a zero dollar Bitcoin? It's A or B, Johnny Crypto, nothing in between. What are your thoughts? All right. First of all, the only way you see zero is if every single government outlaws Bitcoin, right? Now, does everybody here think that's going to happen? Just shake your heads, guys. What do you think? Gonzo, what do you think? But yeah. So that's how we see zero, right? Is it going to get, it's going to get regulated out of existence. So I'm going to bet for the other way. Over time, in the long haul, Bitcoin is really the only true value 
coin out there if you think about what it's being used for, right? In terms of digital digital storage or digital value, none of the other um, currencies or blockchains are being leveraged or utilized that way. They all have different use cases. And frankly, to be honest, you know, we had a great chat on uh, collect these um, uh, Twitter Spaces on Saturday. And, you know, there's a developer there, and he even brought up a couple good points about well. What value do any of these blockchains have? At the end of the day, the blockchain itself will have value. But will the currency have value when companies adopt it? That's that's an interesting and open-ended question that, that is still yet to be seen. But the one true one that will be there if billionaires continue to think it has value is Bitcoin. So frankly, to be honest with you, not that I'm not a Bitcoin maximalist in any regard at all, but I'm starting to believe that Bitcoin is something that should be in my portfolio at least. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be starting to add it. And I so, Mario, what Michael Saylor's saying here is that Bitcoin would cost $500,000 if it was like gold. That's because of the limited supply of only $21 million, But I am very, very bullish on Bitcoin being adopted by governments. And I think that's going to be one of the leading indicators that pushes this project forward. What catches your attention here? And I know you're not a Bitcoin maximalist. You're well diversified in the node and altcoin space. So very interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I think that the the zero to one million question, it, it's uh, it's got a really strong sentimental uh, side to it, if you think about it, just a few months ago, as Bitcoin was hovering to sixty nine thousand, you know, all time high, everyone was saying we we're going to go to to one hundred thousand, one hundred and twenty, three hundred. I mean, the list goes on and on. Now that we're approaching the twenty thousand, people are already saying we're going to go to ten, we're going to go to five, we're going to go to six, we're going to go to zero. Right? That's the problem with the sentiment is that sentiment drives the market, especially retail, the retail market. For us that are that are paying attention to the news all the time. We try to stay fundamental. I'm not going to lie. I do feel the sentiment. I do feel the FUD at times. I do feel myself uh, getting steered by the sentiment. And whenever we are bullish, I feel like we're going all all time highs. Whenever we're bearish, I feel like we're going to go lows. But it's really important to, especially at times like this, to to really remember that nothing fundamentally has changed and all the things that we've been seeing within the crypto market as far as adoption and institutions and governments all those things have happened and they are still here and they will continue to happen and i want to ask you all a question do you guys think that three trillion dollars will be the most the crypto market will ever have of course not right so exactly so <laughs> the years to come are going to be amazing because developments are still happening happening they will continue to happen. It's just that the bubble had to burst. A lot of money was printed. This was this was going to happen. And I think we had a fifth grader the other day saying that this was going to happen. So, yeah, that's that's all I wanted to add there. Yes. And the reason I asked million or zero is specifically because of the way Michael Saylor phrased it. I don't think it's one or the other. I do think it's somewhere in between. And I don't think we'll see a seven-figure Bitcoin for quite some time. But Gonzo, I'd love to hear from you. We're looking at Bitcoin right now and everyone's super fearful. Everyone's very, very scared. But I typically look at times like these as the opportune time to be entering the market. Whenever I go to my parents or my friends and I say, I just bought some crypto and they call me an idiot, that's when I know I'm doing things correctly. But I want to hear from you, Gonzo. What's on your mind? Right. It's just one of those things that, that you know, we keep talking about it, that the uh, market is run by emotion, right? And so usually like when everyone starts fearing, uh, feeling bearish, or you get all this, okay, it's going to 5,000. I don't think we really get it's going to zero. But when you get that super hard bearish sentiment is when we know we're kind of hit the bottom and we start to go up. So it's just something to, to, to keep an eye on as far as sentiment. Um, what's interesting about that question is imagine this. Imagine we get down to max pain, 12,000, right? And then Satoshi's wallet activates and all 8 million 
bitcoins hit the open market what do you think it does to the price well it only it only be 1 million is it, is it, how many are in there million, yeah. 1 million, if 1 million that happened, yeah, okay yeah if yeah. that happened i think that we would easily easily test that $3,500 range. I think that if we were already at 12,000 and then a million new coins came into the market ready to be liquidated, we're in a completely different environment than we are today. But I'd love to hear from the guys. Yeah, but I, I, I don't think that it goes away. It absolutely crashes the price. But again, it doesn't change anything. Eventually, it goes back up because it gets all bought up, right? I just thought that was an interesting thought. You're spot on, Gonzo, and I think that's what all the big boys in this market today understand, and that's exactly what we're going to show you guys. We brought the Italian Stallion Johnny Crypto, but now we have another Italian Stallion, Scaramucci, commenting on exactly what he's doing in the market today, talking about exactly what Fidelity just said. He's doubling down on a lot of the opportunities that are being presented, and in the long term, there's going to be some winners. So we'll let this thing play, and then we'll hear from Johnny Crypto first. And I want to get your thoughts on a morning uh, like this. It kind of feels like we are, I don't know if we're, doing a full round trip, but uh, we're getting close. Oh, well, a full round trip on crypto or the overall market. I mean, I, I, I think I think both are in question right now because as you and I both know, interest rates going up, one to 2% rise in interest rates easily take 10 to 15% out of the market, Andrew. So I'd like to pause there because I think that's very important with what we have going on today. We're about to witness the Fed raise the rates 0.75 basis points. And like he just said there, Scaramucci expects a market hit. Johnny Crypto, any quick comments? You know, I think at the end of the day, you're, you're looking at, as we always say here, kind of follow the, the the big boys, see what the institutions are doing, right? It's just more evidence that these guys are starting to feel like we've hit a point where it makes sense for them to start DCAing in, right? And Scaramucci said it when he bought, he knew that it could go, that could go lower. That's why he didn't go all in, and now he's buying some more, and who knows how far he's going to go in. But it's kind of exactly what we – they're doing exactly what we've been saying, is they're kind of dollar-cost averaging in when they feel we're getting maximum fear. Uh, the, the challenge or the risk we have here is we don't know when the Fed's going to stop raising rates. And frankly, they've been talking about a half a percent. I won't be surprised after we got that 8.6 news last week. If we see a three-quarters of a point or even one point on Wednesday, we'll find out what they're going to do. But don't be surprised. And if I wanted to compare this to a similar inflationary environment, you can look back at what happened to the United States during the 1980s. And during that time, they were raising the interest rates multiple basis points whenever they were having these updates. But I do want to continue with this video. And then we'll go back to Johnny Crypto because I know he's got some comments for us. Uh, everything's being impacted. But watching you guys this morning, it makes me think of March of 2000. Unfortunately, I'm old enough to remember that where Internet stacks were cratering many of the Web 1 stories went to zero and then of course there were a few uh gems things like amazon that went on to do very well and i i, I am encouraged by the fact that bitcoin is above 50 percent of the overall crypto market cap right now uh which is again another sign that there's a flight to quality there of course celsius is putting pressure on it uh the same way that the luna terror situation put pressure on it about six weeks ago so uh we're in a bloodbath uh, this is my eighth bear market. I expect to survive this one as well. Uh, but I think it's I just caution people to stay unlevered, uh, but keep to your long-term investment discipline. Everybody has a long-term perspective until they have short-term losses, Andrew. Right. Uh, and then they start to set their hair on fire and run around in a circle. I would recommend people just stay disciplined 
Uh, and like Joe, don't look at your 401k statement. But so, Johnny, I, we could let this whole clip play. And he does talk about how he actually purchased some Bitcoin and Ethereum at these levels. But what I like to see, Johnny Crypto, is your hair is not on fire this morning. So you're already doing better than a lot of retail investors out there. What sticks out to you about this video? And how do you feel about the big boys saying that every single bear market is a buying opportunity if you zoom out far enough? He survived eight of these. And this is just another one. Your thoughts, Johnny? Again, this is where you have to be a disciplined investor. You have to have the mindset. You have to have the confidence in what you're investing in. And when you do, and you'll see a lot of these guys are just going to Bitcoin. He's not talking about a lot of altcoins, but they strictly believe in Bitcoin. And that's where they're putting a lot of their funding into. So what, you know, how, how do, what makes us think we know any better? That's why I think, to be honest, you know, following some of these guys and picking up some of this stuff in this range is not a bad thing. I mean, he talked about something else that's important, right? Every time they're, interest rates go up, it takes more money out of the out of the market and the value is going to keep dropping. So we don't know where that's going to go, but I totally agree with Scamucci. I really believe that this is, this is, you know, these are the times where all this FUD and fearful news is out there. It's there for a reason. It's there to drive everything down. And you're going to start seeing where people start picking up those pieces. Now, how much you got to ask yourself, how much more fear and FUD and, and stuff is coming? Uh, there's been a lot out already. Is there one more round? I've been saying that I think we're going to bottom out in July. So we're not even in July yet. I think we're still going down. Um, but anyway, that's just me and my personal opinion. That's what's great about this show. It's just about opinions, right? But anyway, yeah. So for Scaramucci, I think, hey, if it's good enough for him, I don't see why it wouldn't make sense for us to grab a little bit at this point. And I'll, I'll definitely be doing that. Exactly. I would love to hear from Gonzo next. Gonzo, what's on your mind during this video? And how do you feel about this bear market in particular? I like to say, and I've been saying this throughout this entire period, this is the best bear market I've ever been through because there's less uncertainty than there's ever been. As I watch the governments and the big banks and institutions, they're more than willing to create rules and guidelines for these new products. So it's just a matter of time. We're just playing the waiting game. What are some of your thoughts, Gonzo? So I, I wasn't in the market during the last uh, bear market, right? Um, but I've done a lot of research, a lot of reading, watching videos, stuff like that. And now that we're experiencing this one, again, I wasn't there, so I can't compare, but I, I think they were feeling some of the same things because some of the same things that I hear us saying, they were saying back then too. Um, I, I think it starts to be like this mass fear thing and just the narratives change, right? Like back in 2017, after that, 2018, like the question was, is this thing going to go to zero, right? We now know that it's not going to zero, but now there's a different narrative, whether it's regulation or, or what have you, that's collapse of Terra. So it seems like every cycle, there's something that happens that either pumps the market all the way up, or then we come crashing down after a significant event, right? Ours was the Terra that kind of kicked everything off. But, um, he, you know, he's not wrong. Um, you know, don't mess with leverage, right? Figure out what your dollar cost average strategy is and just be consistent, right? And don't panic, right? At this point, like if you got into the market last year, you are way, way down, right? But you had all that belief last year, none of the technology has changed, right? We haven't gotten anything saying that, hey, they're gonna all of a sudden ban cryptocurrency, right? It's just the way of what's going on with the economy. It's just crushing prices, but the technology hasn't changed at all. So if you were investing last year, common sense tells me that you should definitely be investing now, right? Because we're way, way, way lower than we were last year. And if you tough it out and if you stay consistent, um, you're going to see what happens when you come out on the other end. And, and uh, obviously I can't predict the future, 
but everything that we know about cryptocurrency and the asset class tells us that you're going to end up winning. Exactly. And if you look at it, the, any cryptocurrency price chart, let's just use Bitcoin as an example. Every single 65 to 70% pullback was not only a buying opportunity, but a gift within this market. We have 296 live listeners. Show us some love and smash that like button. We are about to hear from the node defender, Mario. Breaking news, Crypto.com CEO says they plan to lay off 260 employees, about 5% of its total staff due to these market conditions. And here's what catches my attention here. This is brand new breaking news. What catches my attention is that Crypto.com wasn't prepared for a market crash like this. And Johnny Crypto's sitting here saying he thinks we're going deeper. So as a lot of these bullish projects turn bearish, a lot of these big companies are going to be taking hits. And this may just be the first of many. What are some of your thoughts, Mario? Yeah, I mean, my first thought is that I'm not surprised to see that happen. I think we will continue to see that happen through not just Crypto.com, Coinbase, FTX. The list goes on and on because as we experienced that massive hype last year, these companies had to increase their staffing by 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 a lot, by by dramatic numbers, in order to continue to be able to support all the uh, all the increase that they were having. Now I I'm seeing like I'm seeing the sentiment from people around me. People are just simply not interested in crypto. Um, it used to be the talk of every lunch and dinner whenever I was with family and friends, and now people just don't really want to talk about it. Uh, I mean, I'm okay with that because I'm talking crypto all the time, so it's good to have a little break. But um, to me, I translate that into into the sentiment. People not talking about it means that they're also not interested in it. So if they're not interested, they're not buying. They're not active in these platforms. And these platforms no longer have the need to have all these employees. So what are they going to do? They're going to decrease staff. They're going to lay off some people that are no longer necessary to provide the support for the, for the customers that they have. It's only natural. Every business goes through it. If you have demand, you increase your staff or you increase your, your labor power. If you don't have demand, you decrease your labor power. Unfortunately, I continue. I think we'll continue to see it. Um, it could still take some time for the crypto market to, to come back. I think it will come back eventually. Just I highly, I highly encourage people to not take a short-term approach to the market. Take a long-term approach. Don't set any time frame and time dates. You're going to get crushed if you do. Just Stay fundamental, invest in the fundamentals. Uh, we talk about them all the time on the show. Not to say that we're right, but we're researching this so much all the time. So we look to bring you guys projects that we feel for ourselves are fundamental. We're investing ourselves and uh, you're going to do well in the future. It, it, the future is bright for crypto. Let's not forget that. Yes. And something that Scaramucci said there that really stuck out to me was that everyone has long-term goals in this market until they incur short-term losses. And I think that's exactly what most of the retail space is going through today. These short-term losses, for lack of a better word, they piss people off. They get them very angry and they actually want to point that anger at somebody, whether it's somebody who told them to enter the market or influencers in the space who told them about unrealistic price targets. Luckily, we have the best community in the crypto space, so we didn't experience any of that. When I look out and I see how retail is reacting to this dip, they're not taking the approach we are. They're not saying, oh my God, I can now buy a Bitcoin for 23K. They're saying, this is bullshit. I was buying Bitcoin at 40,000. This is terrible. No, guys. Now you're getting your buying opportunity. And that's exactly what our next story is today. As we have American Express continuing to bridge the gap between retail investors and cryptocurrency. So a new American Express credit card will let shoppers earn crypto awards across 100 plus cryptocurrencies. This type of news, it's fundamental for the development of this space. And I'm really excited to see American Express get ahead of this trend. American Express and ABBA are launching a crypto rewards credit card that will be available at the end of 2022. So this is the first crypto rewards credit card on American Express network that will transact US dollars and offer crypto back on any purchase category 
or amount. This is really, really exciting. And I think I'd rather start with Gonzo. Gonzo, first of all, do you use American Express? And would you use a card like this to accumulate cryptocurrency? I definitely would. Uh, I don't use American Express, but um, yeah, I definitely would use a credit card that gives me crypto rewards, right? This tells you everything that we need to, that you need to know, even though the sentiment of the market is what we've been talking about and the prices of crypto are crashing. Look what's happening here, right? American Express is a major, major player in the game, in the financial space, in the credit card game, right? Uh, and they're starting to do um, uh, rewards, crypto rewards, because they want to bring people in, right? So they understand that this isn't going anywhere. Um, and then here's the other thing that happens in a bear market. This is when we develop, right? This is when companies develop, when they have the time, not in a bull run when everything is very frantic and prices are going through the roof, right? It's in a bear market that you're able to roll things out slowly and the right way. Uh, and so we're going to probably see this more and more as we go through the bear market, right? But uh, I just want to say, you know, I'm so thankful for um, the Academy and Coach JV and just the whole team because it really has changed the way that I think, not just about finance, but like all I see is opportunity. Every time I hear that the, you know, the price of crypto is crashing or, you know, Ethereum goes down even lower, all I see is, uh, is opportunity. That, that's how my brain's wired now. I don't, I don't get nervous. I don't get scared. I don't go, oh shit. Like I haven't really looked at my total portfolio because I know it's absolutely crushed, but all, all I do is just see opportunity and then just keep DCing it. That's me. That's what I'm doing. But I think it's the people that have the right mindset that that will survive this crypto market. <clears throat> yeah, I, I got to chime in here. It's hilarious that you say that, Gonzo. The funny thing is, you know, right now we're working on Merlin and we, we don't have it fully functional yet. So I'm using this app called Coin Tracker, which is a pun it's garbage. Like it's, garbage. You can't, it's yeah. such bad. It's not even tracking my account anymore correctly. That's how bad it is. And I was paying for it. But I was actually grateful that it's not because I can't see what my account is worth. I have to go through all different four exchanges <laughs> to figure it out and go through my Excel. I don't even bother because I know I'm so far down. It's actually kind of cool to not know what it is because we all know we have the conviction of the long-term play of where we're going. And we know that in the long run, you know, we're going to be good. But what's important here about that article that you put, Abs, is this. Humans in general are fearful. We're fearful creatures. We, we don't like change. We don't like accepting new things. That's why there's a, a term for those kind of people who do, and it's called early adopters. And early adopters will take on new technology, but it's a very small piece. What people need is validation from something they trust. Everybody knows what a MasterCard is. Everybody has a MasterCard. When MasterCard comes out and tells them it's okay to do something, then they believe it's okay to do something. They can't, they won't take your word for it. They won't take my word for it. They will take the word of what they think is the authority. And in this case, with MasterCard coming out and saying, hey, we're going to make crypto easier to buy. We're going to make, that's a validation for people to say, oh, okay, it's okay for me to use crypto now because MasterCard is telling me it's okay. That's just unfortunately how the world works. We're a bunch of mindless folks being told what to do by, by these large corporations. And that's what this is going to do. So for everybody in crypto, this is just another brick in the foundation of crypto that's coming, in my opinion, to validate that crypto is here to stay. Hey, you know what else that uh, human beings love? I, I saw an interview with Rahul Paul, and uh, it was hilarious. He said there's two things that human beings love, sex and leverage, right? And if you think <laughs> about it, 
right? It's so, so like, you know, we're talking about American Express and this is good for the space, but probably maybe not so good for people, right? Because you end up like buying stuff that you really can't afford, right? So please, please don't go out and get an Amex card to get crypto rewards, but you're spending money that you don't have, right? And so, yes. but when I heard him say that, I, I thought, man, that's so true, right? Whether it's leveraged through credit cards or it's the American dream they're trying to sell you where you, you have to get a loan to get your house, a loan for your car, right? It, it, it's all leverage, right? And it's rich people that know how to do leverage their white way that always come up. And it's like the regular person that does leverage the wrong way through credit cards and everything else. And gets wiped out. And that's why there are short pullbacks, shorts and pullbacks, because people use leverage like they shouldn't. And if you're using leverage right now, you're going to be panicked. And, and I would encourage you, as Scaramucci said, don't use leverage. If you don't use leverage, the worst case is you just lose what you have. You don't lose beyond what you have. Leverage is a very bad thing if you don't know what the hell you're doing. Yes. And we always talk about 2023 being the year of institutional adoption. So it doesn't surprise me that American Express and MasterCard are going to start allowing this stuff in quarter four of 2022 and quarter one of 2023. We are preparing for the bull run of a lifetime. And that doesn't come without a really, really deep bear market. And that's exactly what we're going through now. So I think the best time to double down on this market is right now. And the best place to do so is at the 3T Warrior Academy with our entire team. We deep dive on all this stuff and we attack it from a mindset standpoint. We aren't swayed by narratives and we aren't swayed by certain sentiment, unrealistic fears, banning of projects, all that stuff. We focus from a mindset first. So that's why we're able to stay so consistent within this market. We are going to continue with our articles for today. We have some bullish news for you guys. As DeVere Group predicts a bull run and significant balance for Bitcoin, in quarter four of 2022, I want to reiterate, we've continued to say on this channel that 2023 will be the year for institutional adoption within this market. And this is another example of why the big boys believe exactly what we're saying. So they said that I believe we'll soon see a bull run that will lead to a significant bounce in the fourth quarter of the year for the world's leading digital currency. Bitcoin is currently correlated to the leading global stock markets, such as Wall Street's S&P 500. And I'm confident that the recent market downturns is close to the bottom and a rally is imminent. So he's talking about a rally for the S&P. He's talking about a rally for Bitcoin. It's a macroeconomic conversation. Bitcoin will benefit from the stock market rally as investors move back into riskier assets. And people believe that Bitcoin can be used as a hedge against inflation as we continue to go into a stagflation environment. We got some more quotes I want to get from this article, but I think it's only fitting we hear from Gonzo. Gonzo. We read something like this and it gets you a little bit excited. It tells us that we shouldn't be too scared during these massive times of uncertainty. We're waiting for 2023 and so is this group right here. What are some of your thoughts on the market? Yeah, you know, that, that, um, I missed the first part of the article, but they're saying a bull run, not at Q4, this Q4, right? But in the future. Okay, yeah. So yeah, that, that, that's- uh, So just to clarify, no Gonzo, they are yeah. saying quarter four of 2022 will be the beginning of the bull run. Um. So that would mean it'd be the bottom of the bear market. Yeah. Like that, that's what I'm leaning towards. I'm leaning that like, we're going to, we haven't even seen the, like the bottom yet. Like we're going to move sideways, but I really think like with the end of Shemitah and what happens in November will really end up being like the bottom. So yeah, I can see that uh, being the bottom and then we start to gradually move up as, um, but yeah, you're right. It, it gives you, it's that hopium, right? Um, but it's also understanding what we're investing in. We're not going to be here forever, right? In the bear market, Right. Um, it, what's crazy is that, you know, we've been asking for this, like people that got into the market last year, all they, all they were talking about is I can't wait till we get into the bear market so I can invest. Then we get in the bear market and it, and it gets scary. And then it, it's crazy, right? That's just human emotion and the, the way human beings are. But yeah, the longer that we can stay down here, the better opportunities 
that'll give you, but definitely, so, you know, we're, we're going to end up running, going on another bull run, right? Going into 2025, 100%. Exactly. And that's what we're preparing for. And that's why the billionaires are built in the bear market. You're able to capitalize on all that growth on the back end. But I do want to kick it to Johnny Crypto here. What caught my attention in this article is that he says Bitcoin is currently highly correlated to the S&P 500. And because the S&P is about to turn bullish, that's a bullish indicator for Bitcoin. How do you feel about that? And how long do you think we'll be correlated to the stock market? When are we going to get this separation where Bitcoin can go up while the stock market's going down and vice versa? You know, that's a very, very hard question to answer. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know it. I don't know. Um, that's a very interesting one. Fundamentally, I think it depends because all these things end up becoming manipulated at the end of the day. But if there's any chance for that to happen, I think it'll be after regulation and once it's sitting in everyone's 401ks. You know, once they start, institutions start adopting it and there's a shit ton of people holding on to it, I think then and only then maybe there's a chance for it to disconnect and be different. Um, you know, but I guess I really kind of wonder what the rest of the team thinks. But going back to your article from Devere about a bull run at the end of this year, you know how I feel. If that's what they're saying, then I don't trust it. I don't believe it because, you know, these guys are lying rat weasels, snake weasels, and they're not going to tell us what they think is really happening because then they ruin their position. So you can't believe anything that's said until after it's done. So if he's well, Johnny, you, just to use just to use what you always tell me, because I learned from the master and you are the master. You said there's yeah. always good players and bad players in this market. So we are going to get the real opinion. It's our job to figure out who are the people we can trust. And who are the people who are scaring us or telling us things that are too good to be true, right? Well, yeah, this part is true. And, and the question is, this is one of those points where you have this piece of data, you put it back in your memory, and you come back at the end of the year, right? And you check the box and say, hey, was he telling the truth or not? And you're not going to know until then. But uh, frankly, I, I don't – do I think we'll get a little bit of a run? I think we're going to get a little pump this year. I think we're going to see a little pump as we bottom out in July. I think we'll get a little run into September as people get ready to – remember. Everybody, all the smart money is going to get in before the dumb money comes in. All the dumb money comes back and say, go away and make come back in September. People are going to come back. So the smart money is going to get in first. It always does. And I think it'll get in in July or August, which is what I'm going to try to do. And then wait for that run. If we get a nice pump, you know, I'm probably going to dump some because I don't think we're going to get another run until when's that having in 2024. So maybe six months leading up to that. So I think it'll be somewhere closer in 2023 when the run starts to happen. But with that said, there's a lot of things that caveat that there's regulation that could come. There's the SE lawsuit that could come. There are things that could change that perspective. But right now, given that if, you know, if regulation doesn't happen till mid 2023, like we heard somewhere in 2023, it's going to happen. I don't, I don't see a bull run happening at the end of this, at the end of this year, but I don't know. That's just my two cents. And I could be completely wrong. So it doesn't matter. Hey, it's an opinionated show, Johnny. So yeah. Don't even worry about it, but I'm going to keep continue reading this article. It says Bitcoin is increasingly seen as an alternative to fiat currencies, Mario, and the U.S. government stated, started feverishly adding digital dollars to its economy during the pandemic, diluting the value of the dollar and adding to the long-term value of prospects like Bitcoin. Investors are increasingly seeing Bitcoin as an alternative to the dollar, and that comes with many use cases. The floodgates are yet to open when it comes to real-world adoption of Bitcoin. We can't go to the gas pump and pay with Bitcoin yet. But there will be a day when that takes place. And clearly, we're before that time. So that's a very bullish indicator for me as a regular retail investor. What catches your attention, Mario? Well, two things that stood out for me in that article is the talk about inflation. Uh, a lot of people were saying that Bitcoin was this uh, inflation hedge, and it, it's really not played out that way. I mean, 
inflation is as high as it's been in the longest. And we're look at what's happening to the price of Bitcoin and the whole of cryptocurrency. So the other thing that stood out for me is, is the correlation between the, the crypto market and, and the stock market. It's heavy, heavily correlated. The crypto market goes up when the stock market goes up. The stock market goes down. The crypto market goes down. So until it's different, I'm going to continue saying that it will be the same. So a lot of people were calling for this time is different. This time is different. This time is different. And it hasn't been different. And I know that Johnny Crypto is preparing a 100% banner right there. So there you go. <laughs> and uh, it hasn't been. I didn't been... know that, Mario. Oh, it's all right. I don't know. I'm, I'm paying attention, man. I'm not just looking at the charts. I'm paying attention. Oh, my God. You're <laughs> like a psychic. I'm impressed. But yeah, I, I know that a lot of people are. And to touch on what Johnny was saying a moment ago, not to disagree with what he's saying. I know that we got a lot of catalysts and it could be different, but I'm not going to think that it will be different. The only thing that I'm going to expect is that 2023, 2024, whenever we're approaching that halving mark, we could expect a, a bull run because that's what Bitcoin has done three times previously. So that's what I'm going to expect for this fourth time. Could regulation make a big part? Absolutely. Could institutional adoption, paying your gas with Bitcoin, like you were just saying, abs absolutely. But until until it, it, it until it depegs from the from the stock market and all these other all these other technology markets, I'm, I'm still just going to expect the same. And Gonzo, I want to kick it to you here because uh, we know regulations on the way and it says regulation, which I believe is inevitable, would give more protection and therefore more confidence to both retail and institutional investors. The reason we always say that 2023 is the, re the year of institutional adoption is because we know that regulation is going to come out around quarter four or quarter one of this year or next. So we're right on the precipice of this environment completely changing. And if you look just a couple of years ago, this was a totally different environment. Most of these coins weren't even offered on exchanges. I remember in 2018, the only coins that were listed on Coinbase was Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin. So who wants to buy Litecoin? But that's the only thing that was offered. I'd love to hear from you, Gonzo. We got regulation on the way. What do you think that's going to mean for the market? Uh, I think ultimately it'll be good for the market, right? But I'm with Mario. Like until we break away from the cycles, that's what I'm going to go with, right? The all-time high was in November of last year. So that should put us like at the bottom of the bear market in this November. Plus, there's a lot of other things. I keep a very open mind that are confluence with November. We have the back-to-back -back lunar eclipses in October and then in November, right? That we know uh, lunar eclipses affect the market. We have the end of Shemitah that comes in September. So I think there's a lot of things that are lining up that's going to end up when we look back in history. That'll be That's going to kind of be the bottom of the bear market, right? And then like Mario saying, then once we get to the halving, a year before the halving, that's where we start to climb and we start to move up little by little. Um, but until we break that, I, I think that every cycle, somebody, you know, from the research I've done, again, I wasn't around for the last cycle, but there's always something that people during that time frame felt like, oh, it's different this time. Like for us, it's the institutional money. In 2017, it was something different, right? And I think that's the way it's just going to be until we completely separate and, and it breaks away so it doesn't follow the S&P or we break away from the four-year cycles, um, then, then we're always going to have that. It's always going to be a narrative that we feel is different this time, but it really isn't, right? Awesome. And it would not be a Good Morning Crypto show if Johnny Crypto didn't get kicked off the stream. Johnny Crypto has just been booted off by the Rothschilds, but that wouldn't stop us from bringing you the most relevant information. And we have a beautiful video here exposing the game for our XRP holders 
whether it's a central bank digital currency or a fiat currency, there is going to be a medium of exchange. Whether you're turning your US CBDC into a Chinese CBDC, there's going to be liquidity in between. And that liquidity is going to be XRP, whether it incorporates the entire market or just a fraction. Here are the leading indicators. We'll get some comments from the group. Here we go. We do want to have an open and interoperable system nationally and especially internationally. Uh, central bank digital currencies are not constructed to be uh, interoperable. Interoperability between central bank digital currencies is very much there needs to be interoperability globally. And even in a world of CBDCs, you still need interoperability to, to solve that problem. We're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one is what we call blockchain. Blockchain is here to stay. Boom. Blockchain is here to stay. Rosie Rio said it first, but we heard from a number of financial leaders in this market. Johnny Crypto, I think it's only fitting we start with you. We are going to have an on-demand liquidity source, and we know that it's going to be XRP for at least a certain amount of these countries and projects. What does this video indicate to you that so many of our leaders have given signs that XRP may be in the works behind the scenes? Yeah. Well, again, I try to... So me, I'm conservative, right? So I try not to get overexcited. So for me, I look at that video... And I hear it as interoperability needs to come, whether it's XRP or quant or something, something's going to bring that. So I'm not going to sit here and speculate on which one it is. What I know is that's the clue to tell you to make sure you're investing in interoperability type coins. That's I mean, that's the message there right now. Which one? I don't know. I don't know which horse is going to win the race. Make sure you got money in all of them or a few of them, right? Some of the bigger ones so that. You want to get into those interoperability coins, Link, Atom, um, Quant, you know, so you get into those XRP, right? And you want to have your back. I got all those, right? And I, this way, I don't care who wins. Um, I just want one of them to win, and I don't know who's going to win. But to me, that's the message I heard there. I didn't hear XRP is the winner. No, I heard interoperability is the winner. And that's the same thing what happened with Bluetooth. When Bluetooth came... Something needed to be the communication. There were a whole shit ton of protocols first. And finally, a consortium came together and said it's going to be Bluetooth. And all the companies then adopted it. And then it takes off. That's how technology works. The same thing is going to happen here. Somewhere, one of these technologies is going to do something or they're going to, they're going to be the chosen one for whatever the reason. A consortium will be formed and they'll pick one that's easy, low cost, and simple. And that's the one that's going to win. Same thing for, for the internet, Johnny. An intranet existed before the internet existed. So, exactly. yeah, the intranets existed and then the internet became where all networks connected. So it's the same thing for crypto. Awesome, guys. And we only have two minutes left here, but I want to close this video out today with a Coach JV video. We have a quote from him today. This thing really speaks for itself, but it shows us exactly why we're in this market for the long term and what is on the horizon. We'll let this thing play and we probably won't get comments from the group, but here we go. So as you go through this collapse and you go through these amazing buy the dip type prices, I want you to think about this for just a moment. Imagine a world, imagine a world when you freak out and you sell all your cryptocurrency and then all of a sudden they make an announcement of the new stable coin, the new central bank digital currency. And they make an announcement that your local bank now is going to custody your cryptocurrency and it's going to be insured by FDIC insurance. I'm not sure if that's good or bad, but what I'm telling you is that is coming. Boom. I don't think there's a, you, you couldn't have said it in any better way. Mass adoption is on the here. Regulation is on the precipice. Institutions are sitting on the sidelines and all of that stuff is about to flood into the market. There's a reason they call coach JV, the top health mindset, crypto and business coach in the world. 
Shout out to JV, but we'll close this thing off the same way we always do. I want to say thank you to Gonzo. Thank you to the Node Defender and thank you to Johnny Crypto. We got 269 live listeners. Smash that like button on your way out of here. And it's like we always say, Warriors, rise. Get the shit together, baby. Let's go. Let's go. And remember, you're early. We're the monkeys. Yeah. <laughs>